Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, this is Rugby League and it's not Sam Hewitt. I'll do my very best to be as passionate, but geez, it's hard not to be passionate about the great 13-man game of Rugby League at the moment, particularly... After that weekend, as the Warriors just keep performing, of course, uh, Uncle Kempe is with me. Kempe, it's finally happening. What we've been wanting to happen for a long, long time is consistent performances from the Warriors. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, long overdue, Staffy. You know, like uh, a lot of people are jumping back on the the Warriors train, and it's been a, a long long journey to get to this point um, but to win four from five you can't help but jump back on the train. The way that the, the way and the manner that they've gone about their business under Andrew Webster, uh, defensively um, the offensively have been fantastic. They're fit which is a, a huge benefactor um, a huge benefit of the team and of course you know it all, all comes down to what I I said this morning on Izzy and Kemby for breakfast this Massive resilience they've built, what I think, through the COVID period where they've been away for that two-year period and nothing seems to worry them at the moment. So they've they've gone through some really hard times, don't get me wrong. Um, and a lot of people have been, you know, we had one texter this morning say, you know, I've actually said I'd never come back to the Warriors after watching what they went through pre and, and, and during COVID, but you can't help but jump back on it. This this week, uh, after watching them go four from five, Sydney second on the table, Brisbane at top. It has been a bit of a oh an unusual five weeks of competition. Mm. You know, the Dolphins go three zip. Um, they can't win a couple. Uh, they look like they're struggling again, which is what we all picked. It's starting to even out the comp a little bit now, Steffi. And I think over the next couple of couple of weeks, if you look at the competition between one and ten, there's only a four point split. Between eleven and seventeen, there's only a four point split. So early on in the in the season, the way that this competition has played out, you've got a, I guess, an economy which is easily caught up with if you're not performing. And and thankfully for the Warriors in this first five weeks that they've performed and only dropped one game. And the cool thing is when you get to the end of uh, tournaments, end of competitions, you look back and say, man, in round two, you know, we lost that by two and we missed those two conversions. We're banking early points, which are just as valuable as end-of-season points. It, it is, and you've got to think too, like going to Cronulla after they'd beaten mm. St George by 40 points, gone out to a 26-point lead and fought back like they did in the second half to kick that goal right at the end from Sean was a game that you would never have thought they'd won. You know, so I just think at the moment they've got to stay in touch with the with the top of the competition. I think the competition is going to move drastically between now and post Origin, and you're going to see some teams that are probably down in that lower mid table at the moment start to make some some ground. And also, you've got to um, 
consider injuries because injuries play a big part in the competition over such a long period. And thankfully, thankfully for the Warriors, when they've had some injuries and, and they've lost some good players, like Tuhu Harris wasn't playing last week. You've had Dallin Martini Zelezniak out um, all season. You've got Noor Kore, who's, who's got two weeks off. You've got Mitch Barney, it's been out for a couple of weeks. To Marty Martin. You know, look, so they've lost really good players, but they've stuck in there and they've built some resilience about, about their team and they look like they're happy together. So... They've, they've got to continue to do that because that's going to continue to happen during the year. But you're going to see that with other teams as the injuries take, as we've seen with the Dolphins, they can't cope with the comp. Mm. You know, there's just not enough talent to go around. So I think at the moment where we're sitting in, in second position, I know it's still only early, but, you know, for the sake of the Warriors team coming back, you look at what the Breakers have done um, during post-COVID to get, you know, within a whisker of a five-game final series. It looks like both them and the Warriors have learnt so much being away from this country for so long in and around what it means to be resilient. And, and we saw almost, that on the weekend. It's inadvertent education. They didn't know they were getting it while they were in it. I think they're getting the benefit that's, of it now. That's exactly right. You know, so you think about it from a let's think about it from Sean Johnson's perspective. And you know, I was calling for him to, to hang up the boots last year because he just didn't look like he was enjoying his football. He's away from home. The team wasn't going that well. He didn't have the stock around him. You know, he's, he's had a wonderful career, um, and then he's come back and he's got this this team that he's enjoying, you know, Marata Nuakore sitting next to him in the defensive line is a blessing. Mm. It's made Sean want to be a good defender because that kid mm. is just an absolute beast, you know what I mean? So, um, and now you've got all of this, what do you call, white noise coming in at you and you're going, well, I've actually handled all this while I've been away in COVID and, um, and the, the conversation you heard post-Cronulla on the win That's the Sean was Johnson basically... Movie saying that, you know mm. what I mean? So when I was watching that, I was going, oh my God, they've actually got rid of the white noise. Mm. You know what I mean? So now what needs to happen, and I spoke to Richie Agar about this when we had him on yesterday, is how do you keep the carpet from rising? So how do you keep them from, because what happens is that that type of conversation now gets you a little bit too cocky and you're only five games into a season. So how do you keep your feet on the ground when you're going so well? There's a fine balance between how you keep that and you keep that, that um, I guess, that anticipation, keep it under under wraps so they can let out their energy during the game. And mm. and for me, that's probably, the at the moment, the only issue that I can see happening with the side. And, you know, you look at Andrew Webster, and, and he's a cool cookie, man. He is. You know, I get a phone call from him on Monday saying, you know, what are we doing? We're going to catch up, you know. He's he's just he's just a really honest man. Um, I just think he's the right type of bloke to say, "Hey, boys, you know, like seriously, you know, like I said, Andrew uh, um, Alan uh, Agar the other day. Sorry, Alan's his father who coached me, um, Richie Agar. I said, him, you still let thirty points in, you know, like so. If you if you're a coach, yes, you won, and you're so happy about that, but." Man, we let 30 points in. How do I correct that? And 20 of them in 18 minutes. That's right. So, you know, <clears throat> that's how you go, boys, that carpet's rising. Get back down. Mm. Get back down here. Mm. We've actually got a lot of work to do to rectify uh, 30 points, leaking in 30 points, because there are games you're not going to get that back. Mm. I don't know if you saw the stats, Kimby, but I looked at them the next day. And if I blocked the scoreboard, the final score from you, and I told you, that Cronulla had 188 runs, the Warriors 158. Cronulla ran for uh, nearly 1,800 metres, the Warriors only 1,300. Post-contact metres, Cronulla 560, 
Warriors 4.20. Line breaks, Cronulla 5, Warriors 3. Uh, average set distance, Cronulla 41, Warriors 31. Kick return metres, Cronulla 2.10, Warriors 200. Um, average play of the ball speed, pretty much the same. Everything in Cronulla's favour, that to me is heart and ticker and a sign of a togetherness of team with no quit. And a big and a big uh, shout out to Sean Johnson mm. because his kicking game kept them in it. Like there were periods of that game, and we we said that before the game. This game is going to be determined by two halfbacks, Nico Hines and Sean Johnson. Now Nico Hines ran a clinic in that first half and couldn't get it going in the second half. He was only kept the one try. Whereas Sean Johnson's kicking game, because they couldn't get their yardage sets together, he's kicking the skin off the ball mm. and getting him 60 metres down the field. And on a couple of them, he got some really crucial errors, which ended up in tries, which kept them in the game. So his kicking game and management, man management I said this to Sammy after the game on, on Sunday night, it, that was Sean Johnson at his best because he didn't panic. He stuck to the plan. He just got to the back of the set to six. If you look at the, the percentage rates, they're the highest in the competition at the moment, the Warriors. And on the back of his kicking game, kept them in the game. And because they're so fit, they went over the top of the Cronulla boys. Their bench Cronulla was average. Mm. So when they their bench swapped out and now swapped in, our bench went to another level. Theirs got tired and we scored all that po- these points through them. When Toby came back on, when when um, Hamilton-Welly came back on, uh, when F- uh, Fanukin came back on, then it got, got back into the grind. But at the end of the day, obviously it was a, a, a tough call on Fanukin, got Sinbin. The Warriors were coming home the stronger. And that penalty, I just thought, you know, they were finishing the stronger to get that win. That's one, it's one for the ages, you know. It's one to say... Sometimes the stats don't tell the true story of the game yep. and you just have to hang in there. And they hung in there. And just the last thing on Sean Johnson, I was watching NRL 360 and Cooper Cronk, one of the best to ever play in the position, they uh, chucked to him and they just said, what do you think of Sean Johnson? And he put his hands up in the air and he goes, he's unbelievable. Like, wow. And he, he was lost for words to describe Sean Johnson. And, and my final point on him was, I'm so... So delighted for him. He's a good bloke, Sean Johnson, out of form for a number of years, forced to go away, has come back. He's going to finish his career with some really good recent memories, and I think that's important, and he deserves that. that and that's the main point, um, Staffy. You know, like, he goes out on his terms. You, you think about it, if he went out and he went out on, you know, a, a, I guess a, a season like he had through COVID, people would remember him for all the wrong yeah, reasons. And I've yeah. always said this to players going out, like choose your time to leave. You know, don't make it because you're going one more year because it's about money or one more year because it's, you know, about something that isn't going to leave you in, in good stead in the game. Mate, he's having, he's having a season so far that I hope he can manage it throughout the season where I would go hold my hands up and walk away and go, there you go, mm. now remember me. Righto, we'll take a break. On the other side, Dylan Walker is going to uh, join us after the break. Uh, gosh, he's fantastic to play. Any questions for him? Really keen to put the fans, the listeners' questions to the great man. Double eight, double three. Text them through. He'll join us after the break. We are back. We're just going to voicemail with uh, Dylan Walker. Must be on another call. <clears throat> Must be on another call. But we will keep trying. And when we get him, um, we will get him. Uh, question for you, Kempi, uh, from Jimmy. Kempi, how was Josh Curran's mean unders line on Sunday? I called it last week. He was the point of difference and, in my opinion, should be higher up the second row ranks, at least in the 17. What are your thoughts? Uh, 
Yeah, I don't think. Oh, look, I think they've got him where he should be. I think. I think if you're talking about great unders lines, the one before um, from Marata Nuokori on the right hand side when he went off Sean Johnson to score that try um, through Matt Moylan was a, was exactly the same line. So uh, it's more about the. For me, it's more about jo- Johnson d- taking that ball to the line and picking that one on one runner. Which he which he hasn't been doing for a number of years, and having the confidence that he's actually got guys willing to put their body in the line and put themselves through tacklers. Um, but yeah, Jimmy, look, when you're when you've got this, this is the the adage of having so many good players because you've got to you've got to think about it. Like um, Nor Kore, you've got uh, Mitch Barnett, you know Josh Curran um, out there in the in the back row. They are all playing for positions, and they're all got to be playing well to get that position. You got to think about Jazz Tavaga, Dylan Walker as well. If they needed to, could slip in there, and you've got all your younger blokes fighting it out. And I just think that accountability model that he's got going working in it there, there at the moment, Andrew Webster, means that if you do get a shot, you're not going to you're not going to let it go. Do they do they take Josh Curran out of the side when Mitch Barnett comes back? Yeah, look, I think they do. Um, but it's good to know that you have got Josh Curran in the back of the the uh, the side there, just knowing that he can fill those holes in if he needs to come back. And, of course, you're going to go through injuries, Stephanie. We talked about that earlier on in the show. Um, we're getting messages on Facebook and YouTube. You're welcome to send them through there or to double eight double three. Uh, there's a few that are just saying up the was, which I, I don't I don't mind. Uh, I don't call it the Warriors train or wagon. I call it a roller coaster <laughs> from JC. <laughs> yeah, it is. You go hanging upside down for a long time there, weren't we? Um, but yeah, this look. Like I saw. I was saying to the boys this week. I saw a really funny uh, meme and. Instagram of, a, of a, a tube pulling up and people pushing every they were so full that they're pushing people in <laughs> and the meme said people trying to get on the Warriors train and it actually came out of the Warriors headquarters I thought was I thought was funny well I thought it was a little bit early to start to start saying that you know um, you know what's cool people use that as an insult but I'll tell you what take yourself to Mount Smart even if it's the first time ever, you will be welcomed and embraced. It is such a cool community feeling out there. And they don't, they don't say, oh, yeah, you're here to the party now, we're playing well. No, 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 they will welcome you in. Well, it's tribal. You know, you go out to, to Mount Smart, me and Sammy did the first game there in round four, 19,000 people sh- showed up. I guarantee you they win this weekend. The next time game, you can't get a ticket. Mm. You know, they'll, they'll come out because they haven't, they haven't been on this roll since 2003, 2018. They, last time they did that, 18, they went to the finals like they did in 2003. So the stats are starting to stack up for them. It's been a heavy toll on them too over the last five weeks. Um, you know, apparently 12 of them have been rested through training this week. And of course, what you've got to also worry about is the travel. So they travelled home late Monday. Then they've got to train, get their rest days, their recovery done back in over here. And then they're back on the plane again on Friday to get into Sydney. Mm. You know, and, you, and people forget about that. And this is where I think the resilience part comes in, where they go, you know, it's a, it's a plane, it's a flight. Mm. It isn't we're stuck here for two years. I'm quite happy to go in there, do a hit-and-run mission. And this is where I think the breakers we're really good at. I'm going to go in there and do a hit-and-run mission, and we're getting out, and we're going home, we're jumping in our own bed. you know. And I think that's the difference with them this year is that they were so happy to talk about, what, what do we, you know, what do we, why don't we go out there and have some fun at halftime, after halftime, and get the job done, and is we there, can get home. Is there a thing like if they stayed in Australia and didn't come home, in Australia, you're sort of on holiday. If you're at home, you're at work. Is is that is that a slight little mindset difference? Oh, it's a bit of a. Oh, look, it's people used to say 
you know, Steffi, when I was in there playing and coaching, oh, you know, you live in the, the life of the, the rich and famous. Well, it's not. You know, you're, you're in airports and you're in hotels, you're stuck in there, you're training, you're working, um, you know, you get catching the red eyes, flights home. It's really tiring. So I don't, I don't think it's, you know, oh, we got it, we're working when we're at home and we're going away and we're going to enjoy it. It's sort of like getting that balance right and that timing right where players are feeling comfortable just to take all of that, what I call white noise out, out of their minds so that they can perform. And I think what Andrew Webster's doing, especially around like how he's reviewing games, making sure that they understand there's improvement uh, in them, yet they're still playing for positions. That's what, I, that's what I said a couple of weeks ago. It feels like 2001 where players are just playing out of their skins to be in the team because they're enjoying being together. Look at Jazz Tavaga and Dylan Walker. Mm. Like that, that can become a really key element to the Warriors' run this year. You know, when those two come on through the bench, uh, through the bench, they make a massive difference. Mm. Still struggling to get through to Dylan Walker. So what we'll do, we'll shift what we were going to do after the news and bring it forward to now, and that's the Warriors taking on the Knights this week. Um, we've had a few texts through, so I'll paraphrase them for you, Kempi. It's basically scouting the Knights, where are their threats for the Warriors? Well, their biggest their biggest threat, I think, is... Um, their back, their back three. I'll call them their back five actually, because I put Best in there too. I think I think they've got a couple of good centres in Best and Gagai. Uh, you look at Dominic Young, the way that he plays, scoring four tries on the weekend. But you also have a look at their uh, their fullback that played uh, Young Miller. He ran for two hundred eighty two metres on the weekend against Manly Trebojevic, who's probably the arguably the best fullback in the comp. Tom Trebojevic ran for two hundred ninety metres. It was only ten metres more mm-hmm. in that draw. So Lachlan Miller in the at the back there with his with his big winger and Dominic Young, um, you know Himmel Hunt. You've got. Gagai and Best, I think that's where we have to do a number. We have to get down there behind, because Sean's kicking game is really good, and get down and make their big forwards travel back up there in Newcastle in that heat, because it'll be, hopefully, there's sometimes you get a really bad wind in Newcastle too, so hopefully it's it's not too windy, it's really hot, and Sean's kicking game comes into play. Um, their, biggest, their biggest threat is really completions. So Newcastle also completed as high as what the... Uh, the Warriors did as well. You don't want to get into scrap it at Newcastle. You know, Newcastle, if they get into a fight and they like what they're doing, um, look out. And the other thing that I've noticed about Newcastle, now that Kane and Ponga isn't playing, the expectation of every other player has gone to another level because they're not relying on the Kane and Ponga magic. And if you look at the last couple of games, you know, they've gone one draw, two wins and two losses in the competition so far, which is, I never, I never picked them being that, you know, that many um, wins in a draw into the competition. It, f- it has all happened on the back of Kalen Ponga going out with his HIA and being out, out of the team. So um, they're just going to keep doing what they're doing, the Warriors. Mm. You know, they've got, they, they're sitting first in completions and that's been allowing Sean Johnson to build his, his game management around a team of players that are enjoying hitting those short odds lines that uh, Jimmy was talking about, you know, and, and getting the job done. Uh, the team for the one New Zealand Warriors uh, stacks up with Chance Nickel Klockstad at the back. The wings have Ed Cossey and Marcelo Montoya on the wings in great form, both of them. Uh, Viliami Vailea, better defensive effort hopefully from him this week. Uh, Kimby Adam Pompey as well. Tamari Martin is welcome back into the starting rotation along with Sean Johnson. Uh, the front row, uh, the props Adam Fanua Blake and Bunty Afoa, Wade Egan, uh, 
at hooker. Second row of Jackson Ford, Bailey Surinan. Tohu Harris has been named to start in the 13 jersey. Uh, speaking to Andrew Webster on Monday, he still thought he might be 50-50 or, or a little bit better chance than that. And then, of course, the wonderful number 14. And Dylan Walker, Josh Curran on the bench, Jazz Tavanga, Tom Arley. And uh, they have an 18... 18 player as well, which is Dallin Matini Zalesniak. Mm. He's going to find it hard to get back in, Kempi, Dallin. Well, Ed Cossey's going really well. You're, mm. not, going to, you're not going to take out um, Marcelo Montoya, are you? you know, he's playing pretty good football too. And I think with the foil that you got with Tamari Martin ripping around the back, especially on that left edge, he's building a little relationship down there with Pompey and, and uh, Marcelo Montoya. So that is working pretty good. Um, yeah, what do you do with Dallin? I think Dallin has to actually play his way back into the side because Ed Cossey at the moment is going all right. What does what does Webster do with that? Well, it's going to it's going to come down to what he thinks is best for the team. Mm. And if he thinks that at the moment the best thing for the team is to is to keep that winning culture going and and fight to get into the side and 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 treat everyone exactly the same, then that decision says Ed Cossey stays in the side and it plays himself out of it rather than in, in it. So uh, a very strong side. I, I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't think Tohu will start. I think they'll go back to Jazz. Jazz will start. I don't think they'll risk Tohu. They, it's a it's a heavy toll on the body at the moment, especially with the travel. Mm. Um, and and he mentioned him, his injury. He said it's the sort of thing that with one click, It'll come right. So it sounds like he's got sloppy cartilage or something going on in his knee, and one day it'll click and he go, "Okay, good to go again." He's one. Of, he's one of those blokes, Tohu. Like he's not Tarzan, um, <laughs> but he plays like Tarzan. You know what I mean? He's, he's his body is that not the normal footballing, um, you know, iconic Brick Sonny Bill William type mm. body, but he plays like that. And I think when you know your body like that, Tohu will, will tell him and understand like. You know, this is when I'm ready to play and put me on the football field and I won't let you down. So you've got to be really careful because you also got to, which is one of the questions I wanted to ask Dylan, was that Dylan heard his left knee in the weekend too and how is he travelling with that? Because mm. he went down, it was a, a, like a sub-flex of the knee. Um, when Jazz Tavaga came around and hit it, there would obviously be a little bit of swelling in it. Is it right? Is it, you know, what percentage is it at? And of course this time of the year, players are all carrying injuries. So if you've got, injuries in the wrong place and you've got other players carrying them into the game, then it's going to affect your rotation on the bench and how you use players. And he's too smart for that, Andrew Webster. When he saw Tohu, Tohu come out in the game against Canary at half time, within eight minutes he had him off, you mm-hmm. know, because he knew that that game was in the balance and he needed to get some um, some fresh legs out there. So, uh, yeah, does he play? Look, it's a good side. Tohu, if he, if he, if he sees he's ready to go, Andrew Webster will play him. Mm. The, the the last fascinating thing Andrew Webster said uh, when we spoke to him on Monday, uh, Sammy put it to him about um, pretty much Ronald Volkman getting the yank because he wasn't coping. And he said, no, no. He said, the reason I took him off is he said, I wanted Dallin to play six because he was out on his feet and we wanted to give him a rest in the sixth position so he could leave him there because his experience and his nous was so, so important at that time. Didn't have to be doing all the work. We needed him on the field, though, for his direction. Got his rest. Back in the middle. Away we go. I love, I love that he did it, but I love that he told us he did it. Yeah. You were talking about Webby, like his clarity when he talks to us, and he understands we are the conduit out to the fans where they can talk to the fans. More than happy to talk to us whenever we want. Talks to you, talks to everyone, and that's how he talks to the players. So easy to understand. Well, transparency, I think, and the timing of the transparency too with this Warriors side is, is refreshing, um, given the fact that in a lot of other sports it's pretty hard to get 
anything out of anyone, you know what I mean? So I think with the, the moving Dylan to 5'8", was a bit of, bit of both. You know, you've got, to, you've got to take a pinch of salt with stuff. Mm. We're going to scoot out to news now because Dylan Walker's just rung us back. So we'll take the news, Dylan Walker, after the news. Here we've got through to him. In fact, he called us back, which is very polite of him. Uh, a lot of people's favorite. He's, he's creating a big reputation for himself from a little body with his twin brother as I well. I think he's got a little just body. <laughs> Dylan Walker from the One New Zealand Warriors joins us. Thanks for calling us back, Dylan. Hey, boys. Sorry about that. It was a little bit uh, hectic with the family, but uh, we've got it under control now. Good boy. Hey, big congratulations for last week as well. But uh, the big question on everyone's lips is like this momentum you're building is just absolutely fantastic for us fans and undoubtedly for you players as well. But it's five games into the season. How do you measure the mix of celebrating but keeping things in perspective? Yeah, that's um, yeah, it's a real good question. I think... Um, Oh, this, like as good as that win was, and you know how much belief we got from it, um, we're still a little bit upset and filthy at ourselves just letting that first half and that first twenty minutes get away with um, get away from us just so quickly. And um, yeah, there's lots to improve on. Like we weren't at our best. We we defended quite well all year until that game, and um, just little moments in the game. And Cronulla are a really good side, so um, for us just to you know keep coming and training each day and every week and. You know, just being honest of um, how we are on our performances and, you know, the coaching staff has got, you know, lots of numbers and, you know, there's lots of guys, even today was in doing lots of video and, you know, um, you know, narrowing it down of what they can do better and I think that's what's the most exciting part as a player and being a little bit older, you see guys like Edward Cossey and all the younger guys in, um, in uh, the Leo pillar and they just come in wanting to get better, and that, that's what the most exciting part is um, about being in the playing squad. Yeah, nice. And you're adding to that walk. Say, so how's the body, mate? You seem to take a heavy knock on the weekend. How's that knee? Yeah, it's a bit of friendly fire from um, old Jazz and my old <laughs> mate there. So um, don't worry, mate. He copped a bit of a spray after the game. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I told him to fix up his technique, but yeah, it, it should be all right. It's just a bit of ice and. Um, just a lot more recovery for me uh, this week. And how's and how's that relationship going with Jazz? Because I think it could be something special. Um, you know, you two, you've got you're building like that personal relationship together. But on the football field, that little touch for that first try uh, the other week, and then just the way that you two get stuck in out there together, with calling you the Ball Brothers, I think that's hilarious. But what do you think about yeah. that relationship with Jazz, mate? You, you think it could be something special? Nah, yeah, it is something special. I, I played, I think. The first time I properly met Jazz was in the Maldives All-Stars a few years ago. And we just hit it off straight away. We're, we're, we're pretty much similar in a way. We're, we're, I, don't, I don't know how to say but we're both a bit of rap bags. We don't mind a bit of a laugh and a bit of banter. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. We're, we're, we're quite similar in ways. And, you know, me and Jazz, we, you know, we've hit it off straight away. And, uh, you know, just seeing him come back from his injuries and... Um, and just the way he's playing now has just been it's it's honestly it's actually stunned me just how mentally tough he is as a as a person and as a player and you know he's been he's probably been one of our our best in the first oh, ever since he he come back and mate it's um it's a special connection that we got at the moment I think he's got a, a nickname that we wanted and it was called Kin Action and <laughs> I I wasn't I wasn't too sure about it I, like it was a kin arm but it was we're in action so I said. That's a work in progress for us. <laughs> <laughs> it is.
Hey, Dylan, um, jersey 14, uh, it's never really been a sexy jersey, but you're making it sexy, like, and, and in that way, and I don't mean in an amorous way at all, Dylan, don't get me wrong, but it's just like, when I see that you're about to enter the game, it is the absolute game changer, it's not a replacement, to me it's an enhancement, because you're fresh, you've got experience, you run different angles, and, you, and you've got some really good um, tandem efforts with Jazz, as Kempi just said, but... Is it like in sport people want to start, but I almost yeah. feel like you relish coming off the bench and being a change maker? Yeah, well, mate, um, I think I found myself in that position um, a few years ago under Desi. Um, you know, the boys were playing well. I started the year at fullback. At, you know, it was horrendous the first four rounds when I played. <laughs> and um, when I come back, the boys were going really well. And he said, mate, I don't know where to put you. And he goes, oh, I'll put you on the bench, but I don't know where to put you. And I just said, put me on the middle and I'll play like a ball playing middle. Um, and he was like, oh, okay, because we had Jake Javovic out at the time. And he put me on for 10 minutes or like a few minutes against um, uh, Cowboys at the time. And then he said, oh, I like this. And then it just stemmed from that. And, you know, ever since, you know, being in that and being in that position, it was quite bitter at the time when it wasn't starting because I played all my, my career either at centre or, or in the halves. And um, it was just, I don't know, I've got a, you know, a breath of fresh air just of, a new lease on life of this 14 role and just trying to make it my own. And I do like what you said before and, you know, making that jersey look sexy. I, uh, I might have to use that a couple of times. <laughs> we'll put I, that, don't know that, that, I don't know about sexy, but I'll say, I'll say, I'll, ma- I'll make it cool being I'll, on the bench. I'll tell Petey to pump that song up next home game, mate, for you when you're running out. <laughs> hey, uh, 100%. Hey, mate, five weeks in, what, what have you noticed about the competition? What's the difference between last year and this year with those rule changes? Oh yeah, that's um yeah that's another good one. I think it's just oh, the, oh, the rule changes haven't probably been effective as much. But honestly, from this year to last year, just how Webby's you know delivered a lot of his speeches to us about you know thinking correctly under pressure, um, yeah, no, in high situation moments, high pressure situation moments, and the boys are, there's just a real calmness about um, the playing the playing squad. Like even yeah, um, on the weekend when. We walked in a half time, twenty six twelve down, or we we're huddling up on the field. You know, everyone was real calm, and we we're just worried about what we, what we've been doing well. And every time we had the ball down in their end, or we we held onto the ball, we felt like we we're making meters, and we we're putting them in the spots where we wanted to. And then when we come in half time, we just spoke about just starting that second half as you know, start holding the ball, have possession because we know if we have equal share possession the game will turn and you know and we just stuck to you know hard work and that was just kick chase and then you know trying to get line speed on plays um two and three and the game just slowly turned and mm. we grinded it out and it's it's a really good um sign as a player when you see that because everyone was just on board there was no complaining there was no, there was just a real calmness about what we're doing in the business and then when you, you're creating an anxiety pressure for oppositions and they're trying to ruck it out there and, and you know, we're fortunate enough that they made a few errors and they capitalised on the back of them. Hey, Dylan, we went to our listeners and said text us through some questions because they don't often get an opportunity to talk to you, so we're providing that. Um, f- first one uh, says, Hi, Dylan, being of Māori heritage, do you catch up with family or have you traced your heritage here in New Zealand? <laughs> No, I've got, I've got a sister that lives in Tauranga, so, you know, she come up for the home game last week. We've spent a bit of down there, a bit of time down there. Um, 
you know, I've got family. I don't know if the, all Maori say this, but I've got family everywhere. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we're from Anga um, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. Everyone's coming out and showing them. Your cousin, I'm, I'm with the same fucker pucker. <laughs> so it's just, um, mate. Oh, I, honestly, I've I've got two young boys here, and I, I think that was just a real. Um, oh, I was. It, it definitely drew me here. You know, just being that heritage and having something to belong to as the jersey was, and you know, it's a it's a work in progress at the moment of um, learning a lot more about my my culture and something I'm very keen on. Um, there's a few funny ones. I'll share them with you. Vaughn says, "Can you ask Dylan? Does he call Jazz Daddy because he scores more tries than him?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would never call anyone Daddy. <laughs> That's one thing. He, you know what? If, if, what was that guy's name? Uh, Vaughn. Vaughn, Vaughn. If, if Vaughn wants to look up the top, the, the try score in tallies, you know, it comes to me. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> um, had... I, I think, I think Jazz Vaughn have to call me a lot more bigger than Daddy. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's Jazz's alias, Vaughn. Um, <laughs> someone else asking if you and Jazz have the same uh, wax technician before the game to reduce drag. Uh, you know what? The, a funny story. It, it's not the wax. We got this. Um, we were playing cards in his room just before uh, the game kicked off last weekend. He had this real nice oat oat oil. <laughs> uh, something that was oat oil, and man, it was hilarious. We were sitting in the room playing cards, and then he goes, "Oh, try this oil. It's it's mad." And I was like, "All right, see." So I put it on, and legit, it just smelled that nice. So I was like. Can I, I already asked him for it. Can I have this oil? <laughs> um, so I wouldn't say wax, but we got we got a good oil happening that we lather on um, on our heads. Mate, um, I've got to ask you. You know, with your with your your heritage and you've played for, mate. You got more teams that you play for: New South Wales, Australian, the Indigenous, the All Stars, and now the Maoris. Have you thought about throwing on the black jersey? Hey, oh uh, yeah, I've, I've never played for the Indigenous. I, I, I don't have Aboriginal in me. Um, no, I mean the NR, before that was called the NRL All Stars, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah. Funny that I, I tried to make a change uh, to try and play for New Zealand uh, last year or over the last few years, just because Michael Maguire's coach and you know he he handed me my first grade um, debut jersey. So we've got a very good relationship, and yeah, I tried to do it last year, but. Um, just because I picked um, Australia back in 2014, when I was I just turned 20 actually, and they um, they sort of just fell on that, saying, "No, nah, you've already picked," and that was it. So um, it, it was pretty disappointing because um, at the time, you know, I neglected this side just purely because you know personal reasons with um, you know family and stuff and my old man. But you know, we, we it was just a decision that was sort of rushed and I didn't feel at the time that you know I was worthy enough to even try and put on a jersey that you know, I've never lived here I only come back here a few times like a handful of times when I was younger and and, and I just I thought I was just a just an Aussie boy but you know the NRL or the ARL uh, had something I'm not the ARL the IRL um, had different plans and they wanted to stick to their guns and which is quite disappointing but uh, it is what it is and you know, it would have been something really cool to, you know, try and put on that black jersey and represent uh, my, my heritage. 
Brilliant, Dylan. We've got to push on. We're loving what you're doing. We're loving what the whole team's doing, the whole country, a huge fan base. It's just brilliant. Keep it rolling. Thanks heaps for joining us today. Uh, cheers, boys. Thanks for having me, and sorry for being late. That's all right. Dylan Walker, one New Zealand warrior, Jersey 14, bringing sexy back. Uh, just giving you a cricket update, 128 for one New Zealand. Uh, Tommy Latham on 20, Tim Seifert on 61 off 39, if you please. Can be back to the league. Kicks off this round. Storm found a bit of form. Storm found a bit of form against the Roosters. Yeah, Roosters are, geez, are going all right too. And the Storm, you just never write them off. Mm. You know what I mean? I think definitely the game of the round. Uh, look, I can't pick my nose at the moment, but I'm going to go to Storm at home. Storm at home and a narrow one. Um, the Bulldogs. Jeez, what a timely game for them last week. Taking on the Rabbitohs, who are sitting 13th on the table, Kempi. Yeah, but you got to remember there's only four points that separate those teams. So mm. I think you know, Rabbitohs, they'll hit some form eventually, whether or not they'll do that against the Bulldogs that are going all right. I think the Bulldogs are a wonderful story, just like the Warriors. Um, but that'd be a decent game as well. Uh, Close one, but I think the Bulldogs might get that one. And that's uh, 6 o'clock New Zealand time, so very watchable. Um, very watchable on your, is that Friday? Yeah, good Friday. And then following that, uh, the Cowboys uh, taking on the Dolphins. Yeah, Cowboys get that. Yeah, I feel like the, like you, the Dolphins might be starting to come undone. Yeah, 100%. Injuries, especially key positions, they, they just haven't got the depth. Um, and then there's uh, three, and I'll do one more now before a break, uh, Panthers, Seagulls, four plays five. Yeah, good game. Uh, Panthers look all right at home, and the Seagulls, I just think their defence up against the Panthers side, they're not going to hold them. You know when, I mean? when you've got rock stars like Tommy Turbo and Jake Turbo, have they got the depth to cover that? Not like for like, because you don't get like for like with those two, but what's the ones underneath the starting side for Manly? Can can they absorb some suspension, some injuries? No, well, not to Tommy Turbo. Turbo, they can't. I think he's one of the closest, the best in the competition. Jake, you know, yes, you can. I think they've got some kids coming through there. But the problem, the, their problem with is their defence. They can score plenty of points. They just can't stop them. Newcastle showed you that last week. So I think up against Penrith, Penrith stopped them from scoring points and will score um, too many for them. And then uh, 9.30 on Saturday night New Zealand time, the Bronx, how big a number do they put on the Raiders? Yeah. It is a big school, and I look. I like the look of the the Broncos. Uh, I know people are waiting for the wheels to fall off, but I think they've just grown up. I think those boys have become men. Great Brilliant. song. Last break, boys to men. Uh, last break. We'll cover off the last three matches before we head out. Welcome back in. Just a couple of minutes left, Kempe. Uh, we stalled. We've hit Sunday. Uh, the Dragons. Ken will be very happy that the St. George Lawara Dragons uh, starting to show a little bit of form taken on Titans. Yeah, look, and the Titans need to bounce back too at home. Uh, you just don't know what you're getting with the Dragons week in, week out. All the Titans, to be brutally honest, but I'm picking the Titans at home. And then the woeful West Tigers uh, at home, that's not going to help them. The Eels or Apache, that's not going to help them, is it? It's a battle of the West, you know what I mean? So it's just down the just down the highway for the Eels to travel to. But the Eels have been playing, I think, good football. They just haven't got the, got the chocolates. And the West Tigers, I can't see them getting out of their hole, the, the Eels, and I think they'll do that easy. And then we've left the, the best to last, of course, the Knights uh, hosting the Warriors. Score aside... Winning aside, what do the Warriors have to focus on and achieve better than they have so far this season in this match? Well, it's about coming coming back down, and, it, and the, everything's going to be based on their start. You know what I mean? So you want to go to Newcastle, you want to start well, and you want to put them to bed early. Um, 
they didn't do that last week, Manly, and Newcastle just kept coming back and back and back, and before you knew it, they're battling out a a, a ninety-minute draw. So you don't want to get into that fight. It's, it's, the, like I said, the the bodies are, are starting to get a little bit tired. They want to they want to play the game right from the get go, and if they have to go again and battle another one out, it's going to start to hurt them later on in the season. And the Novocastrians love their team. A hundred percent. It'll be packed out. It'll, honestly, it is the best place to play footy. You're calling it with Sammy? We're calling it again, me and Sammy, on Sunday at five o'clock. So if you're not doing anything, tune in because uh, the best commentary is here on SENZ. And of course, that's five o'clock Australian time. So don't be that early, Kempi. Don't be that early. Uh, that is Running It Straight. Thanks to South Seas Healthcare. That is Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider.